I'm Kyle Bushland, and you're listening to NIS Voices, where we bring you inspiring stories about learning, community, news, and more from Nanjing International School. I'm here with Miss Jackie Patrick, who will be joining us in August as our new primary school principal. She's coming from an international school in Beijing and has previously worked in IB schools in Suzhou, Nanjing, and Indonesia. Ms. Patrick has over 15 years of teaching and leadership experience in China and a deep understanding of the IB Primary Years program as a PYP coordinator, learning coach, and principal. Welcome, or should I say, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you, it's great to be here. Jackie is also a faculty alumna from NIS, where she worked for four years as both a teacher and literacy coach. Tell us a bit more about yourself. So let's see, I'll start um, well, with the important stuff. I'm a mum of one, um, a daughter who I haven't seen, unfortunately, for a number of years. Um, she's in Sydney, Australia. Uh, she's an IB graduate from PYP, NYP and DP programs. So it was really interesting as I was learning about the IB programs to also watch her experience and watch her grow up. Um, I'm currently here with my partner, Jamie, and he'll be joining me in uh, NIS. We sort of come as a pair. I believe he's teaching grade four, but that might change. Um, I'm Australian. I'm a foodie. I'm a traveller when I can. Um, and I'm really excited to be coming back to Nanjing. We're all very excited to have you. Tell us uh, about how you got into teaching and then leadership. I kind of fell into teaching, I would say. Um, I was studying sociology at university in Sydney and I was registered in an honours program and I'd had my sort of thesis proposal in the works. Well, not my proposal, but I had my topic ready in mind and I was sort of working um, closely with the sociology department and I woke up one morning, literally one morning, and thought, you know what, I think, I think I'm not going to do this. I think I'm going to be a teacher. And I got in my car that morning and I drove into the university. It's about a 45-minute drive from my home. And when I got in the car, I thought, you know, I'll be a high school teacher because I could kind of see myself in academic, being in, you know, in academia, being an academic, and that seemed more academic kind of style of teaching. And I went in with that plan and I sort of withdrew from my sociology course and then I walked over to the education building and I I started registering for my postgraduate degree in teaching and they said, you know, what area of teaching are you interested in? And somehow primary school came out of my mouth <laughs> and <laughs> I registered in primary school teaching course. And I went home and I woke up the next morning and I thought, wow, I just kind of changed the direction of my life literally over a day, which felt bizarre for me. I'm a planner. So I sort of thought, okay, I'll do this for a few years and, and let's see how it goes. And I thought maybe I'd teach for about five years, you know, and then I'd go back, um, go back and study sociology or move into policy or do something else. And I started teaching and I, as I started teaching primary years, I thought I'd teach grade five or six and I started there and then I wanted to go down into the lower school and I went um, into grades one and two and I just developed a real passion for it, um, a real joy for it. I found it such challenging work 
um, intellectually challenging work to really work out what it is these kids need and how to deliver it. And um, I just loved it. And so 20 plus years later, here I am still teaching um, and still, I would say, with a passion for lower elementary, although I love all grade levels. Um, so I was teaching for a few years in China. I'm sorry, teaching. I was teaching for a few years in Sydney and realised pretty quickly that I, you know, we could sort of follow this career overseas and that was really appealing. So in 2003, sort of packed up uh, with my then eight-year-old daughter and moved to Suzhou and I spent seven years in Suzhou and I would say that was the time, that was my introduction to PYP. And during that seven years, I moved out of the classroom into leadership and I also became a, a PYP workshop leader and school visitor at that time. And so I'd say that seven years there in Suzhou was really about me understanding the PYP program, trying to understand inquiry learning. And side by side with that, really, um, I developed a deep passion and interest in second language learning and what, what, um, what it meant to teach second language learners and how to do that well and in a way that really honoured and respected their mother tongue and their identities. And that was sort of my journey there. Um, after seven years, my daughter was heading into sort of grade nine. I guess at that time we moved to Jakarta and I spent four years in Jakarta, um, also as PYP coordinator and assistant principal. Uh, still working within the PYP program. And towards the end of that fourth year, I had been in leadership for a while. I think at that point I might have been in leadership longer than I'd been teaching. And I, and I found myself in meetings with teachers, in planning meetings, and I was talking to them and I was thinking to myself, I'm asking you to do things I didn't do as a teacher, right? I didn't know enough at the time to do them. So I decided to go back into teaching. I felt like I hadn't done my best teaching and I really wanted to go back and apply on that front level, right, all the, all the things that I'd learned um, on my journey. So when I left Jakarta, I decided I would only apply for teaching positions and I'd just step out of leadership for a bit. And that's when I came to Nanjing. Um, so I arrived 2014 in Nanjing, thrilled to be back in China. Um, as And I started working as an ELL teacher. Uh, in Nanjing and I did that for a year and it wasn't long before I was knocking on um, Marina, the, the head of primary's door at the time saying, I want to be in the homeroom, right? Like I, I feel like I need to do this. I really want to go and, and, and um, have another go at teaching in the homeroom. So I taught uh, the most amazing group of students um, in grade two in the homeroom for a year. I believe some of them are still there. I, maybe they're going into grade 10 now. I don't know, nine? I, I'll have to go back and do the math, but a fabulous group of kids. Um, and then in my last two years there, I was given the opportunity to be literacy coach, which is not a job I'd ever really thought about, but, you know, I don't like to say no to an opportunity. So um, I said yes, and I spent the fi my final two years in Nanjing working as a literacy coach, which was a really fabulous job because it's it really brought together... Um, the work I love to do with teachers, um, working alongside teachers, but it also involves so much face time with kids um, and really planning together and, and side by side and, and me and teachers and kids learning together, which was really fulfilling. 
and then sort of another opportunity arose, I guess, for me, which was uh, colleagues of mine who I'd worked with in Jakarta, members of the leadership team were opening a new school in Beijing and offered me the chance to come up and create a school from the ground up. And I just couldn't say no to that opportunity. So we spent a year in Beijing planning and um, developing the school and, and putting everything into place. And then COVID hit. That ended up becoming a sort of insurmountable uh, challenge and we couldn't quite get the school off the ground. But that was okay. I went back to Australia um, for about 10 months and really just enjoyed being home and travelling and doing some remote work and then came back to Beijing where I've worked for the last couple of years as um, principal and really working here on quite an extensive um, curriculum project, translating and mapping the Chinese national curriculum against IB curriculum. So it's been exciting. It's been a it's been a journey of joy and learning and adventure. And I can't believe it's been 20 years. Tell me a, a little bit more about your thoughts about the IB and the PYP specifically. I'm really grateful that I found the PYP or the PYP found me when it did. I think it pushed my thinking and learning in a way that wouldn't have if I hadn't done it. I think that the thing that the PYP really, for me, gets right, um, is its focus on inquiry and concept-based learning. And at the heart of that for me is recognising children as capable, creative thinkers um, and, and positioning the teacher as someone who really works to understand and guide and inspire and respond to and listen to children. I think that part... Um, of the PYP is is really powerful and it's the part that really resonates with me. Let's talk a, a little bit about your teaching and leadership philosophy. I would say there's there's a lot of crossover in my teaching and my leadership philosophy. I mean, kids and adults are different and there's some different needs there, but I think the heart of it's the same. Um, I would say both of my philosophies are really grounded in a very strong belief that we are people and humans first, and as humans that we're we're essentially emotional and social beings. So for me, the starting point of, of any philosophy, uh, teaching or leading, is that we create a culture and we create an environment very intentionally where people feel safe and they feel protected and they feel understood and that there's a real focus on building trust and relationships and a shared language and expectations. So we're creating with, with significant, I would say, intention, the kind of culture where learning can happen, uh, where risk-taking can happen, where we can sort of dream and play and experiment together. I think that for me is the foundational piece. And I think that's a really important responsibility of every teacher and every leader to be really clear and to articulate the kind of culture, the kind of place um, that we want to create and then just think about, well, what it looks like to create that. Um, and I think part of that recognising that we're, we're emotional is, is centering the importance of curiosity and motivation and engagement. I think that we know that learning happens best when, when we are curious. So what does it mean to spark curiosity? I mean, what does it look like to motivate? And, and particularly for me, that would be intrinsically. 
you know, um, what is it that makes people want to come to work? What is it that makes kids want to learn? What is it that makes them um, engaged and enthusiastic? So really paying attention to that part of learning uh, is, is foundational for me. Um, I would say in terms of my teaching philosophy, the, the thing I come back to a lot, and I would say it's reflected in my leadership philosophy as well, is that Reggie idea of the image of the child. So who do we think children are? And I think I could just echo that with who do we think teachers are, right? Um, what's our assumptions about them? And so for me with children, it's that they're, they're amazing, that their capacity to learn and think and create and grow and experiment, um, it's there and we have to protect it and we have to spark it and we have to um, grow it. And I would say the same for teachers. I think teachers are inherently curious and capable and want to do the best job they can. And so that's that's our starting point for relationships with teachers. Um, but certainly I would say as a teacher and I'm a leader, I'm quite protective of any, any pedagogy that's going to diminish um, the joy of childhood. I think it's really important. Um, I think the other cornerstone of my pedagogy, and I, when I think about it, I think about phrases that resonate with me or things I keep coming back to. And I often come back to, Kath Murdoch talks about being playful with curriculum, you know, that it's sort of there to play with. And I think that's something that really sort of resonates with my pedagogy is that as teachers, we have responsibility to really understand, like, well, I would say three things. We have a responsibility to really understand our kids. We have a responsibility to really understand and know our curriculum. And we have a responsibility to know and understand what, what good effective teaching and learning looks like. And then the magic comes in playing and weaving those three together in a way that is um, not formulaic, I would say, in a way that really feels um, meaningful and exciting and responsive. So that's a sort of big... I think that's probably um, a huge focus of mine. Again, as a leader and as a teacher, it does look different, but I do think the core is the same. And I think with teachers, it's about listening, right? Listening and observing and really sort of trying to work out what's going on um, in those kids' minds, right? And you can work it out. And once you know, a whole world opens up of being sort of responding. And I think the same is with adults, right? We need to listen to teachers and understand them and try to work with them as individuals, just as we do with kids, really. I think the principles hold. What message do you have for our community? Firstly, that I hope you're safe and well. Um, it's been a, another challenging year and it feels like we never know what's around the corner. So I just I just hope everybody is, is safe and healthy and well. Um, as your summer's approaching, a little bit sooner than mine, um, that I hope everyone gets what they need from this summer, uh, whether that is home time with family or rest time or adventure time or learning time, whatever it is. I just I hope everyone can can get what they need because I'm really looking forward to um, coming back and meeting or rejoining um, everyone uh, at the start of the new school year. I'm so curious to see, um, to look and listen and learn about where the school's at now and how it's changed and how it's grown. And just so I'm really excited. I'm really excited about the year ahead 
and really looking forward to the journey that we're all going to go on together.